Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everybody, and welcome to another astonishing episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Actually, you know what? This one you probably can skip, because this movie just sucks ass. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Should we should we do our TLDR? Just be like, don't watch this movie. You can stop now. <laughs> yes. And there you go, folks. There is my host with the most in the East Coast, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. You like that? I, I strung that shit together just off the top of my head. Yeah, no, that was that was good, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if uh, anybody was interested in Mortal Engines, don't watch it. Yep. Oh, and my name is Matt Hinshaw. Sorry, I, I forgot to say that. I'm slacking here. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a short podcast. We're at a minute and 22 seconds. Uh, Mortal Engines is uh, beautiful. It's stunning for about the first 20, 30 minutes, and then you can get up and leave and ask for your money back. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was terrible. Sound about right? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right, Mike, I guess we have to do it. I didn't even look up a quote. Here, Here's the quote. This movie sucks ass. Uh, Mike, uh, give us the rundown on Mortal Engines. All right. So this movie is directed by Christian Rivers. And the writers for it are Fran Walsh, uh, Philippa Boyens, Peter Jackson is the screenplay, and Philip Reeve. Uh, it's starring Hara Hilmar, Robert uh, Sheehan, uh, Hugo Weaving, uh, Jihei, uh, Ronan Rafferty, and Lily uh, George. Uh, in the post-apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels and consume each other to survive, two people meet in London and try and stop a conspiracy. Uh, this movie was terrible. Are you sure, Mike? I thought it was fantastic. It was so good that I'm glad I didn't pay for it. No, I paid for this movie and like my notes. I So I wrote a couple notes. I usually don't write notes too much and I, uh, these days. And Did you this, take your notebook into the theater with you? Yeah, yeah, my phone. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you're one of those people, the people that sits there on their phone, lit up, blinding everyone as they're trying to enjoy a really shitty movie. No, no, it was after the really shitty movie. Oh, okay. And and, and uh, the first thing I wrote down, shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's no beating around the bush on that one, is there? <laughs> no, uh, there, there's um, there's some fight scenes in the beginning of the movie, and they were so fastly edited, I had no idea what was happening. But Mike, it was pretty hot garbage. Uh, it was it was it was nuclear garbage. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know what was... bothered me the most, other than you know the majority of the entire movie and everything about it. But what really, really, really bothered me the most is they try and sell you this movie as this this Peter Jackson biopic, and they try and trick you into thinking Peter Jackson is the one that directed it and is a big has big hands in it and all this stuff. And he did like next to nothing for this movie other than write the screenplay, which was a pretty big freaking part, especially how shitty it is. But the 
thing that really ticks me off the most is it got me all pumped up. Here's this steampunk badass post-apocalyptic world where you literally have cities consuming other cities and they do it once. Yeah. Once. Yeah, yeah. And it's the very beginning and then that's it. Yeah, they do it once and they don't really focus on all the cool like the world that they created, these these cities traveling around um, in this po- po- post-apocalyptic world, they don't even, like, show you them that much except from, like, really high, like, angles. Like, yeah. you don't, you don't it's actually almost like, see any real like a, detail. Like a helicopter or, like, a drone is following it or something from, like, 12 miles away. And you're just like, okay, so it's London again cruising through the night. Yeah. So what? I yeah. don't know, dude. It, this and it, I, I'll tell you this: if I had more time to read, I think I'm going to try and do it anyways. It just might take me years because I mean I got Star Wars books I've been reading for years, but I kind of want to pick up the books that this movie's based on because this world is just fascinating. I just think this movie was poor execution. I mean, it really feels like. This movie is like the end of like a trilogy. Like they don't tell you shit about the characters. You're not really interested in the characters. No. They try and cram all this information about the characters down your throat as fast as possible, but they don't develop the characters. No, there is zero character development. And in fact, Matt, just speaking of that real quick, my favorite character in the movie is the robot. Shrike? Yeah. Yeah, he he had more emotions than the human characters in the movie. Yeah, the the uh, zombie robot, which come on, dude, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool concept too. I would like to see him, his story. I'd like to see more of his backstory and how he became the way he is because they explain it that he was part of like a platoon of basically zombie robots, and he's only the he's the only one that's still alive. And so I kind of want to see that story, why, how he's the only one that's still alive and what he did and why is he not killing people randomly? Why is he raising little girls? That's, yeah. no, you know. it was, to me, that character was one of the better developed. They kind of did some development with the, um, the, the main character who's Hester Shaw, but not, I don't know, it, it's felt forced. Everything in this movie just is... It's just bad. Like the romantic. Uh, oh God! The thing. love interest there is, that there is aren't no, really love interest. There was no love oh, interest God. at all. There's no chemistry. There's this movie was just. Oh man. Um, speaking oh. of Star Wars things, did you see all the parallels to oh, yeah. Star Wars, dude? Th- like, that's the other thing. It's this a blatant movie, ripoff of Star Wars. It's a blatant ripoff of a lot of freaking movies and a lot of fantasy and a lot of science fiction. Blatant. Like, they don't even dance around it. Like, it's just ripoff after ripoff after ripoff. And it's really just depressing because this, again, this is just me thinking here. This world is really fascinating and I really would love to see more about it. But they did not give it to you at all. No, they really man, did not. Nothing. They dropped the freaking ball and as. I don't care, those of you that love Peter Jackson. I love The Lord of the Rings. I wasn't a huge fan of The Hobbit. I enjoyed The Lord of the Rings a lot. I thought they were great films. Hobbit, not so much. But Jesus, come on, Peter Jackson. You wrote the screenplay. You were a 
clearly had a heavy hand in the screenplay and you gave us this garbage? Really? What's yeah. going on, man? No, it was bad, oh. man. Oh, it was bad. Like it just number 1 in my world of reviewing. Story, 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 story. Yeah, oh. there was none. It was oh, it was just super forced. Everything was super fast. There was no there's a little bit of exposition in the beginning where, like, essentially instead of reading words on the screen from the Star Wars, they 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 just have a little bit of talking. There's just it's just terrible, man. It was a like another character I really really liked, and I'd say is probably one of my favorites next to Hugo Weaving. I mean, everybody loves Hugo Weaving. He just kills it. Was uh, G Hayes character? I recognized her from uh, the National Geographic uh, television show called Mars. Uh, her character is named Anna Fang. She's this wanted criminal on London, but they don't explain why she's wanted. They don't really explain what she does. She clearly has a fascination with the color red. She has this badass flying ship machine steampunky looking thing. I really wanted to see more about her. I mean, she just was this badass. You know, there's lots of like little things that yeah. are just really cool. Like her ship was cool or like, okay, I'll, I'll reference that scene where she comes in and actually kicks everybody's ass. There's lots of really cool um, production value kind of things in there. Like, did you notice the auctioneer guy? His entire suit is made out of buttons. The whole yeah. thing. No, that no. That was cool. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah, no, that was cool. But like those, that, that fight there, that fight at the auction. It was Ugh. super fast. Yeah, like, it wasn't great. It was It was just like, it was over before you knew what happened. You're like, ah, really? And then, um, man, there's just so many things. Like um, the one guy, uh, Robert uh, Sheehan, who plays Tom uh, Natsworthy, he's like, I wanted to be a pilot. And then, like, that's it. He's never, yeah. like, there's no, like, there's nothing. I was like, man. They're not telling you anything about any of these characters. That's why I think I like the robot the most. He f Well, and, and it's like, well, thanks, Luke Skywalker. We knew you wanted to be a pilot. Oh, and your parents were killed at a young age? Oh, great. Thanks for telling us that, too. <laughs> well, well, Damn well, it, Luke. I mean, Tom. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, God. it's bad, dude. The, 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 um, ah. Uh, yeah, for those movie. of you who don't know, we're spoiling the shit out of this because none of you should see this movie. Yeah, yeah, you the, just the, shouldn't. The giant, the giant, um, like crazy weapon. The oh, what uh, the hell was that all about? The, the, that was the, so dumb. The thing where they open up the thing and he goes and shoots a missile in there. Like, oh my gosh, to like blow, like to stop London from going and destroying stuff. Yeah, he blows like, up the motor, so yeah, now the the city's uh, just stuck yeah, there. Yeah, and you know, okay, okay. Here's one, and again, this is probably a plot hole from the book, or it could be in the screenwriting. I don't know. Why is it that it's this post-apocalyptic world? There's all these cities running around on wheels, destroying each other and sucking each other up and doing whatever. But then you have one sect of people that decided, well, we don't want to be in these cities that drive around. We want to live like normal people again. And everybody hates them because they want to live like normal people. Like, why would you put all this freaking effort into making this giant city move around when clearly the world is coming back and you can just set up somewhere and have a town again? 
I don't know, man. You're right. But the... Uh, I don't know, dude. There's so many terrible things about the movie, man. It's just I, like thing after thing. It was just, it's just such a missed opportunity because it really could have been cool. Uh, this world been. just seems really cool to me. Ugh. It could have been. Mike. It could have been. And it just wasn't. I just, I didn't like, I really didn't like any character. And this is the thing that bothers me the most. I didn't like any character. I had no motivation for any of them. Except for the robot guy. I liked him a lot. And he dies. And he dies so randomly, too. Like, yeah. it's just... Oh. oh, man. Well, And it was Stephen Lang. The guy that played the robot guy was Stephen Lang. Yeah, the guy who was the... Um, avatar uh uh-huh. yeah colonel dude or whatever yeah but and, and he was in jurassic park and right and one of the things that was interesting again i was listening to uh oh dude i didn't realize he was ike clanton in tombstone <laughs> that's awesome anyways oh, wow i didn't I, even reckon i didn't even put yeah, two and two together oh, man i didn't know that either and i love tombstone great oh, movie. dude Great, fantastic. Go watch, the, go watch that movie instead of this movie. Please don't go, watch go this watch, movie. Go watch just about any other movie than this one. But um, anyways, one of the things I was listening, you know, I listened to the Slash Filmcast. Yeah, yeah, um, you, you, you've talked about them before. Yeah. yeah, I'm a huge fan of listening to them, specifically their daily. They have a weekly one, which is actually kind of where it started, and then it morphed into more of the news side. Uh, now and I listen to the daily news one. It's like a half hour a day, and it's mostly just newsy kind of stuff. And they talk a little bit about uh, reviews and things. But um, I like it's quick. It's a half hour, and I get a little bit of info and a little bit of opinion, and we're good. The other one is really great if you want something more like what we do. The full on slash film cast is uh, it's like an hour and a half, almost two hours long. And they really, really, they review the hell out of movies. They review the hell out of TV shows. And they are critically acclaimed like critics talking about this stuff. And it's fantastic. But I won't lie. I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I mean, all that's right. a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, they were talking a little bit about Mortal Engines, Stephen Lang's character in particular, uh, Shrike or whatever. Shriek. Yeah, yeah I think it's Shrike. I think it's... I think she and pronounced how it Shrike, yeah. Stephen Lang actually had a suit that he wore for some of it, prosthetics and things, but they didn't use any of that because the guys from the, the podcast actually went to the set and stuff when they were filming it a year ago or whatever, and Stephen Lang was there, and they had a full-on Shrike outfit and everything that he wore and all kinds of stuff. And then they also had a mocap suit that he was wearing. Well, they they didn't use any of the actual footage of him walking around in the suit. They only used the mocap stuff. Okay. And one of the and one of the things that really really bothered um, this particular critic was that the mocap character of Shrike doesn't look anything like Stephen Lang. And it's like, well, it's supposed to be. Stephen Lang. It's supposed to be a living human being that's, you know, now turned into this zombie robot thing. So it's still supposed to resemble a person. And the comparison he was using was take a look at Infinity War. Infinity War. Thanos is 100% CG. That was done by Josh Brolin in a mocap suit on yeah. set. But Thanos looks like freaking Josh Brolin. 
they made him look like Josh Brolin, especially in his face. Yeah, yeah. In well, his they, mannerisms, in his body, everything. And in this, you cannot tell Shrike is Stephen Lang, which is, that's depressing, because he's a big-time awesome actor. Yeah, they, they they tend to do that with a lot of movies. Like, um, I know with, like, the Shrek, like, Donkey kind of had some of uh, Eddie Murphy's mannerisms. and, and But, and, Mike, and, think about how long ago Shrek was compared to this. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I'm just saying, usually they do include the actors you know to an extent into it you know like all the stuff and you're you're right they kind of you know i couldn't tell it was him at all i mean for the most part it looks mostly like a robot with a little bit of skin on it like right yeah not not much it's very stripped down like uh very terminator like in yeah. in 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 some ways but uh, no, I, I that's my favorite character in the movie. That's the one I felt the most for. That was my, I thought the best developed, even though it wasn't developed much. It was a no. little bit. <laughs> I liked, <laughs> I liked, I liked Shrike, and I liked, um, I liked Anna Fang by uh, G Hey. I, I really would like that character. Maybe it was just the look. Maybe it was the what she was doing and things. I like those two. Um, I always like Hugo Weaving, but his character still was, it, it was almost like cliche, his yeah. character, you know? So yeah. I don't know if I'd say I'd like it because clearly from the beginning you tell, oh, he's the villain right off the bat, you know? Uh, I had no desire and no care for the main characters of Hester Shaw and Tom Natsworthy. I None whatsoever. I did not give two shits. No, I didn't either. There was a... Uh... And that's depressing because they're the main characters. You're supposed to feel something. No, there was nothing for them. It was very oh. numb. Oh, what about um, at, towards the end when they're having the big battle over the wall and uh, all the fleet is like going to attack London and shit and the people are just dying like left and right and they're like kind of big characters, but they're kind of not. You don't even hear their names and all this shit and like they're just dying and they make it seem like they're these big dramatic deaths and it's like, I don't really care. You didn't even tell me that dude's name. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't care about him all <laughs> at all. Like, oh. and there's even that scene when Shrike is wreaking havoc, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that guy, and I don't care about that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's just like I don't even know what's going on. Like, this is like in that meeting in the clouds, Matt. That reminded me of uh, Star Wars as well. When they, oh yeah, clouds dude, city totally. Uh, it's like, dude, come on. I I can't. This is. It was uh, brutal. It was brutal, man. It was brutal. All right, Mike. So I know you know, and our listeners probably know because we've said his name many times. But Mike, how does the hot nuclear garbage known as Mortal Engines relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Uh, this one is fairly easy as well. And uh, it's Hugo Weaving as uh, Thaddeus Valentine. He is also uh, Johan Schmidt slash Red Skull in Captain America, the first Avenger. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah, everybody should have guessed that one. But anyways. All right, Mike. So I don't know how much longer I can talk about this movie. It's just it's it's bad. 
I really had high hopes for it. And it's, oh man, yeah, they're, they're, it's this bad. movie is really going to tarnish Peter Jackson's name. I feel, man, like that that first twenty minutes, the first twenty thirty minutes where they're having the chase scene and London's going to eat those other cities and shit. That was like probably the best part, and it wasn't the best part because it's fascinating. It was the best part because the physical, not the physical, the visual effects were just great great you know the the london feels huge that other town is probably massive but it still seems so small and just that was like the best part of the whole thing yeah i wanted to see more of the town like they didn't even really show them like that was my i mean they were such high shots there was never any like kind of this is this area and this is this. They just talk a little bit about like going downstairs is where the minions are and upstairs is where the like the class system kind of but right. And but like not like it didn't even do well at that. It didn't even explain that. Like it was just you're just supposed to know all this stuff. I don't know where you knew it. But you're Again, just it, it really feels like the last movie in a trilogy. Yeah. They expect you to know all this stuff, and we don't know shit, and it doesn't explain any of it, and they drop the ball. So, all right, Mike. So, you want me to go first, or you want to go first? I think you should go first. All right, man. Mike, mysterious Mike, my brother from the East Coast, how many reels do you give Mortal Engines? All right, so I was just debating this real quick. I I, I hated this movie so much. Um, half a reel. Half a reel? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so um, basically, it's mostly just for the special effects. I wish there was some more of the special effects, but the special effects that I, I you know, I, I like some of that stuff, and... I really liked um, the robot character, Shrike. That's it. That's, that gets that, half that, a reel. That's enough for half a reel. Wow. I thought it would have been a little bit more than that. Mine's a little bit more than that. But All right. Yeah, no. Wow. I, I was thinking about doing zero reels. That's true. That is an option. We've instituted that since that one movie where you wanted to do zero reels. And I said, no. But we'll let it go. We can yeah. do zero. We All can right. do zero. You can say no reels whatsoever. You know. So, anyways, all right. Well, like we have discussed many, many times before, and if you're a regular listener, you probably know that I am definitely more lenient than Mike, but not by much. Uh, I give it one and a half reels. Ooh, man. all right, yeah. Th- that's nicer. Only, you're a nicer guy. And that's it's still failing. It's still an F, dude. All right, but all right. In the grade world, it's still an F. But um. And it's only because the visual effects were, you know, pretty good at the, at least at the beginning. Some of it kind of fell apart. And then I really like this world and I really think it should be explored, but that's not really anything to do with the movie. That's probably more to do with the books, which I would like to read. Yeah. Like the intellectual property sounds neat, but they really just blew it. Yeah. They dropped the ball on something that I think could have been, could have been fun. It, It really, honestly, this movie should have been fun. If anything, it should have been fun. And it just flat out wasn't. It could be a bad movie, but it still could be fun. And it wasn't either. Oh, no, it definitely was a bad movie, but it was not fun at all. Right, right. Anyways. 
All right, Mike. You got anything else you want to add today? You know, I guess maybe we should talk about what the hell we're going to do next week. Because there's so many freaking movies coming out next week. Man, I don't know. Um, are we going to do the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Do you, um, you want to do Spider-Man? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, here, we probably should because everybody's reviewing it. But I don't know. I kind of like doing, you know, our own thing. We don't have to do what everybody else does, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I here's the the truth. I'm going to see the Spider one. So oh, of course. we can review gonna, it or not. Um, I'm going to see uh, it at least two or three times. My my nephew, uh, uh, shout out to my nephew, Michael, at uh, your alma mater up in Flagstaff, but actually he's home right now. He wants to take uh, his younger brother, who is now obsessed with Spider-Man, to go see it as like a end of the semester reward because he's still in school. And so he's planning that out. And he wants to take him. And I said, well, if you want to wait until I get down there, I'll go with you guys. So I think I'll probably end up seeing Spider-Man at least twice. Because I kind of almost want to go see it now. Okay. But, well, well uh, you know, there's that. Um, we've got Mary Poppins Returns, Aquaman, Bumblebee, the the Welcome to Marwin. Um, well, what do you think, Mike? What do you think? I mean... Uh, you know, everybody's going to do Bumblebee. Everybody's going to do Aquaman. Everyone's going to do Mary Poppins. I'm sure we're going to see them and maybe we'll see all of them and we'll just cram them all into one or something. Yeah, we might or- have to do like a like a hardcore like review where we just talk about the movies for like 10 minutes and so we can cover everything. Yeah, yeah. But so what, well, I don't know if we're going to get to everything. We can pick and choose. But what, what, what do you think would be for sure? Like, what do you think? Do you want to do something kind of off the beaten path? Or do you want to do something mainstream? Let's do Spider-Man because we're both going to see Spider-Man no matter what. Okay. Okay. And then, and then let's do Welcome to Marwin. Welcome to Marwin. All right. All right. The uh, new uh, Robert Zemeckis film. Yeah. Now, I will do my best not to make that a long podcast, but I might have a hard time not making it a long podcast because it does deal with kind of what I do for a living in a way. So, Okay. All right. I'll do my best to ignore that aspect of the movie. How's that? Okay. For those of you who do not know, he turns into a photographer, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Well, we're we're gonna explore what the movie is when we see it, right? And, uh, right. Yeah, I'm 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 interested in see it. I think it's gonna be good. Uh, I think it'll like be a, fun. Looks like a little bit of a tearjerker, but uh, feel good type movie. And um, yeah, Steve Carell is a great actor. So I, I love I love Steve Carell. Loved him ever since The Daily Show, long before he was even on The Office, man. He was one of my favorite guys on The Daily Show back when The Daily Show was not the hot garbage that it is today. Yeah, I um, I remember seeing him in uh, the Jim Carrey movie where he's, uh, what was he, the weatherman? He was uh, he was the newscaster. What yeah, was Bruce movie? Almighty. Bruce Almighty, yeah. yeah. That's the first mm-hmm. time I remember noticing him. And then yeah. he kind of was in everything after that. I think he was still on The Daily Show when they filmed it. I'm not 100% sure. But that really kind of helped skyrocket him. But honestly, what I think it probably really was, was probably um, maybe like 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, yeah. 
because that was one of his earlier ones that was just huge. Yeah, that was a big hit. That was kind of a movie I don't think people thought would do very well, and it did really well. It was a good movie. But yeah, I would say, you know, that's probably, other than the television stuff like I was pointing out, that's probably the first time you really saw him in a movie, and that was 2003. And then the 40-year-old virgin hit in 2005, and then after that was Little Miss Sunshine, Evan Almighty, Dan in Real Life, I mean, Get Smart, Despicable Me, Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, God, I love that movie. Yeah, no, he's just been <laughs> no, he's been in tons of stuff. Like, I feel like he just took off. Yeah, and I honestly, I feel it started with the, uh, oh, he was also an anchorman. I forgot he was an anchorman. Uh, yeah, he's the guy who's like, and, uh, yeah. That was after Bruce somebody. Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, well, enough about that. Okay, folks, we'll get off that topic, but uh, Steve Carell's awesome. He's phenomenal, really good guy, and he's also a very good dramatic actor as well. Foxcatcher, you know, that was a really good movie. Yeah, Matt, did you, what did you think about the the one where he's the photographer, or he's the, he's the editor at the, the magazine? What is that movie called? Um, uh, oh, no, that was, um, never mind, wrong guy. Okay, I was gonna say I don't remember him doing that. No, no, that was that was never mind. It's okay, it's okay. We'll we'll let it slide. Um, Big Short, he was in that too. That was good. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and he's in one that we are definitely going to see because it's up for a lot of awards, or they're anticipating it's going to be up for a lot of awards. Is Vice? He plays uh, Donald Rumsfeld in Vice. That will be interesting. Oh yeah, uh, I think we're gonna watch that one, but that doesn't come out until actual Christmas no. Day. Right. Yeah, that's we got a couple of weeks on that one. So anyways, all right. So look forward to our discussion on Spider-Man, which I'm sure it's going to be freaking awesome. And you're not going to learn anything from it other than it's freaking awesome. And then uh, let's do uh welcome to Marwin on that Thursday. So okay. yeah, and maybe anything else we can squeeze in. Like I, I still kind of want to go see Once Upon a Deadpool. But after hearing some people talk about it, they're like, it's just a money grab. But again, I'm such a hardcore Deadpool fan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have time for it. I'd rather go see something I haven't seen. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's for charity. Yeah, I know. It's for the fuck cancer charity thing. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll go see it. I don't know. All right, man. I know we're super busy, but I I, I kind of want to see it just to see what the cut is like. But I just the Princess Bride is hilarious, and I heard Fred Savage just kind of steals the show. <laughs> he just does. He's so funny, and you know, I, I he's had some great cameos lately. I mean, you know, he had that awesome cameo in Super Troopers too. Oh yeah, he did. that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> oh, those guys are great. All right, Mike, let's do this thing. Get us out of here. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about. Uh, no, I think that's it for now. Um, just uh, look forward to this crazy uh, movie season or the, you know, the, the end of the year with all these potential Oscar nominated movies. And uh, we'll try and keep you up to date with them. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you on the next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.